Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. This is part three of the friend series, Energy is Your Friend. Now, if you're really good at time, you don't have to listen to the time one. And if you're really masterful with money, then you don't have to listen to that. This is about um, coming back to the very basics of having a relationship with time, with money, and with energy. And energy, you might think, is a little bit woo. It's a little bit, um, it's a little bit like who gives a fuck about energy. But I'm talking about energy in the most basic sense of like how much energy do you have to spend every day. So these are all things that we spend, time, money, and energy. And energy is where leaks can get weird, where things that can happen, um, where you can just lose a bunch of energy without even realizing it, and where you can sort of kill off your own energy without realizing it too. So I wanted to talk about those things because when you are in right relationship with time, money, and energy, life is I was going to say good, but like as good as it can be, right? Like we live in a global dumpster fire time and I laugh because otherwise I've spent a lot of time crying about it. It doesn't really help. Um, So in global dumpster fire pandemic times, energy is really hard to come by. And I mean energy like looking into other people's eyes, just strangers' eyes and seeing like there's so little there. They're at like 6% here and 94% elsewhere. And that's partly just that everybody's run down all the time because the pandemic has put us through this like weird, rigorous experience of being helpless. And um, we all respond to that differently. And I'm going to talk about what it means to respond to that with an eye toward energy. Uh, So let's do this thing. I'm going to take you back. It is summer 2020. Um, I am sitting on the porch with my eyes leaking tears for minutes or perhaps hours at a time. Like, God bless Bear because he sat with me. Uh, When he asks what's wrong, I just say, I'm so tired. This is the same thing I say every day because this particular scene unfolds at the same time each afternoon. Like, right around 3 p.m. For a lot of months when pandemic started, it felt like I was swiping my energetic credit card when I went to work in the morning. Like, well, you've no longer got actual energy, so we'll pull from your reserves and see what happens. Future you will figure this out. Um, So swiping an energetic credit card is like, credit card is like, I don't have the money right now, but like, let me just swipe this card. It's fine. With money, 
you can do the same thing energetically. You can just be like, I don't have any energy whatsoever, but I will pull from my reserves. As evidenced by the daily tired cry, this strategy failed to work a few months into the crisis because my energy reserves were non-existent. We're not talking about one bad day or three bad days or even three months of bad days. (laughs) It was a lot, right? It just never stopped. So I hit rock bottom energetically day after day, unable to store up any scrap of energy to make tomorrow easier to survive. So where before I had had lots of habits and structures in place to be able to regenerate energy and be okay, I had also never been through a crisis of this level of global proportion. So if this has been happening to you too, like, yeah, I get it. If the tired cry is a thing that you do, I have no shame to heap upon you because I have been there. I have done that. Um, We humans are meant to have crises that last a few days, a few weeks. Um, We're meant to do them sort of taking turns. Um, We're not meant to have global crises that unfold over the course of years as pandemic is doing right now, right? Um, If you want to explore that uh, with surge capacity and how that feels and all that good stuff, uh, Brene Brown's Unlocking Us podcast about On My Mind, RBG's surge capacity and play as an energy source is fantastic. Also, it's going to back up like play as an energy source. She's talking about energy too. Okay, so pandemic life, which is what we're in right now, there's no fucking way I'm going to call it normal or the new normal. No, it's fucking pandemic life. Um, It means that our relationship with energy, how much of it we have, how much of it we use, how much of it we need in any given day has to change. Not because I'm a big bossy pants, but because like you have you found that the things that were working for you in 2019 are not working anymore because I for sure found that out. Um, 2019 me's habits weren't helping me through pandemic. I was tired. I was lonely. I was recovering from having had COVID before it had a name. Uh, And I was in a new place entirely, having moved from Philly to Portland just before the virus was unleashed. Um, Moving on January 1st, 2020 as a symbolic move of like, it's going to be different now. It was like, if you've never been slapped in the face by the universe that hard, it's it's uh, it's an experience. <laughs> so in order to build up energy, thinking was not going to do it because thinking was like, you're doing fine, Kelp. Why aren't you? Why aren't you OK? So I had to get still and really listen to my body. Uh, my body said that it needed more sleep. It needed more time outside and it needed to do yoga every single day. No exceptions. Was I resentful of those things? Absolutely. Right. Like um, I started doing those things. And in time, I found out that I was no longer hitting energetic rock bottom day after day. Like I would hit it three times a week, like four times tops, five times a week max. But it was better than before. Right. Like there was a better than before quality to it. That's like at least it's not happening every day. Um, And after moving back to Philly, body started asking to meditate, to which I reacted positively like I did the work while screaming why god why internally just why god why like I don't want to do this I have actively avoided having a meditation practice for a couple of decades because wow do I hate sitting still and watching my mind like sitting still and watching a movie no problem sitting still and watching my mind after decades with chronic depression I want to avoid my mind most of the time and now you want me to sit still and be with it fine 
fine, I did that too. Finding ways to produce and enjoy having enough energy often comes back to incredibly basic building blocks that we like to pretend don't matter. Like getting enough sleep and going outside are basic, 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 basic things, right? But we like to pretend they don't matter. We like to think we've got shit all figured out and we are fine, goddammit. So why try improving anything at all? Um, For me, it's been a long journey to the body. I've had to learn to be in my body. I've had to learn to ask my body what it's need, what it needs. I've had to learn to stay tuned into my body while I'm working out or even while I'm having sex. Like dissociate 101, I didn't know dissociating was a thing. I just knew that I could disappear and go into my mind and it was better there, better <laughs> in very heavy air quotes because I was super depressed most of the time. Um, so just like everywhere else, I've had to learn energy habits and energy has been especially tricky um, because I've had some real health issues that crushed my energy levels. Um, And to be honest, COVID took, I would say about 14 months for my brain to feel like it felt before COVID. 14 months months of like weird and fog and this is hard and I don't have enough energy. So if any part of you wants to interpret energy as your friend as like, what the fuck does she know? She's never had this problem. Or why is she telling me this? This is so basic. Like this is because this is what I've had to learn. And I'm going back to if I'm trying to establish a relationship with energy, these things are like the most important. And if you get these right, Everything else is easier. So this is where I see people falling down. The first energetic habit of magnificence is to be honest about your fuel levels. This is where people, especially those that have been raised as women, I see them lying all the time. Like maybe you would never lie about lots of things, but you lie about your energy levels all the time. So if I ask how much energy have you got in your tank right now, I dare you to be honest about that information and to be information, to use that information, be honest with yourself and then with others to let them know, Hey, I have like nada. I got nothing. I'm at like 4% here because that changes how they respond to you. We expect less of a person that has 4% in the tank than a person that has 96% in the tank. It affects everyone and everything when you are in the depths of like, I have no energy And when you tell on yourself, it's easier for people to support you and it's easier for them to give you help. Though asking for help is a separate issue. You already know that you got to ask for help. I'm not going to lecture you about that, but ask for help. Ask for help. Ask for help. Okay. To tell myself here, a lot of the reason that I broke down crying every day in Portland had nothing to do with being tired. Um, I was often crying because I expected myself to be great like great. And I wasn't feeling at all great. Um, I, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to be okay or to be better than this. Heavy air quotes on better than this. Better than what? I don't know. To be more graceful while the pandemic happened. I conveniently ignored the fact that I was thousands of miles from all of my loved ones except Bear. That I was trapped in the house during a pandemic without a vaccination that I was living in a city experiencing visits from the Proud Boys Domestic Terrorism Organization, and that I was acting as the sole breadwinner while a global crisis unfolded. So 
It wasn't the tired that got to me. It was the expectation that I would be fantastic even though the world is on fire. That was actually more harmful than having very little energy. I would beat myself up about how I should be feeling so much better than I am, which resulted in wasting energy on self-attack instead of using that energy to sleep or eat some vegetables or both. That's part of why this simple question, how much energy do you have in your tanks right now, is so profound. Because we are trained to ignore our bodies and pretend everything is okay. We are trained to press forward regardless of what's happening. Being honest with yourself about how much energy you actually possess at this moment might feel incredibly vulnerable. You might admit that you haven't felt like yourself or anything like yourself in weeks or months or years or decades. You might be absolutely freaked out by how little energy you actually have when you stop to check. Your asshole brain might even have convinced you that there's no use checking because it will always be this way. That is a classic asshole brain move is to lock in. This is bad and it's going to be this way forever. What's your evidence for that? It's just going to be this way forever. That's it. That's all asshole brain has to say. And this way is sleep deprived, nutritionally deficient, overwhelmed, dehydrated, and or stagnant. It's also, to be frank, depressed and anxious. I read a statistic that said that before pandemic, so in the before, uh, 11% of humans reported that they were experiencing symptoms of anxiety and depression. And as of this year, this spring, um, that number has increased to 42%. I'm a bang on my desk. 42% of people are experiencing anxiety and depression. So one of the steps toward coming out of or dealing with anxiety and depression is being really honest about what's actually happening within you. That's how you get in right relationship with energy, is that if you have... Two units of energy where normally you would have had 2,000, you be honest with yourself about that. Because you can only fix what you're honest about. You can only work on what you're honest about. You can only be with other people when you're honest with them about your life. So how much energy is actually in your tanks? Right? You are surviving an unprecedented global event that has left no one on the planet untouched. So that's the good news. Being tired is perfectly normal and there's nothing wrong with you. Experiencing symptoms of anxiety and depression, hello, welcome to 42% of the population. The bad news, your exhaustion isn't going to go away on its own. It's not just going to magically get filled up. So that brings us to energetic habit of magnificence number two, come back to basics. And again, you can skim read this and just be pissed that I'm talking about such basic things, or you can get that they're basic for a reason. They're for the foundation for everything. And we ignore the foundation so often because being with and caring for our bodies often means being with what our mind wants to write off as basic and therefore unnecessary needs. Our asshole brain scoffs as we throw back mountains of sugar and pretend there are no consequences. Asshole brain has no interest in hydrating, spending time in nature, meditating, ending work at a reasonable hour, getting off of screens, getting enough sleep, moving your body, or even having days off. 
asshole brain will whisper that you should be doing more, not less. And do you really need nine hours of sleep, lazy? Uh, Yeah, you do. When your energy levels are in the toilet, it's your job to take care of your body in ways that might have seemed indulgent or silly or quote-unquote unproductive in the before. Like, you might need more sleep, more greens, more time outside, more time offline, and more white space in your mind, whether that's meditation or just like not having something to do for every hour of the day. I have yet to meet a human who does not need more of these things, these things at this moment in time. Like every, everyone that I see, that I know, that I work with, that I coach, needs more sleep, more greens, more time outside, more time offline, and more white space in your mind. Asshole brain is going to say that sleep, greens, nature, offline time, and white space are basic. That doesn't make them unimportant. Sure, these are basic needs, but they're also the answer to filling your wells again, making sure the basics aren't leaking energy. And if you're like, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, you don't, we don't need this shit, show me a person who is hyperproductive but doesn't sleep, and I'll show you a person I'd rather avoid. So which actions help to fill your tank in the most basic and therefore reliable of ways? What is it that you're like, yeah, I'm not doing that, and I know I need to do that, but can, can you actually do it this time? To put this another way, what are you committed to? At some points in my life, my daily commitments were to take a shower, brush my teeth, and leave the house before 10 a.m. Your commitments don't have to be enormous in order to count. Shower, brush teeth, leave the house before 10 a.m. was my depression protocol to get me moving each morning. So which habits or actions can you commit to on a daily basis in the name of having more energy for the long term? And again, telling on myself, when my beloved healthcare provider, like I fucking love Dr. V, asked me what I was committed to, I'm pretty sure that I swore at her. Like, I'm pretty sure that there were some fucks and some no and like, uh, like I, I'm fairly verbal about like, fuck that. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> and then came the whining. I don't want to be committed to anything during a pandemic. And there was eye rolling. Like commitment is stupid anyway. I don't even like commitments. I don't want to be committed to anything. Uh, do you see asshole brain doing its thing it was just it just rejects like what am I committed to it just rejects the question like I'm committed to nothing (laughs) so I finally settled on being committed to doing yoga meditating and having five servings of fruits and vegetables per day Bubs is very upset about these things I hated saying it out loud Yoga, meditating, five servings of fruits and vegetables each day. Like, I resisted doing it even more because it's a pain in the ass to do yoga and meditate and have five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But the truth is, those three commitments have helped me survive. And in some ways that are just starting to make themselves known, to thrive. Like, I'm deeply, deeply, profoundly okay in this moment. And I was not deeply, deeply, profoundly okay before I started doing those things. Yoga makes me dip into my body before my mind gets going. Because mind is like, it's off at a thousand percent by the time I wake up. Meditation makes sure that I've had silence and stillness in my mind before my work starts. 
And we both know there's no substitution for eating actual foods that grew in the earth. Like, I'm not being judgmental when I say Doritos have no nutrition. I'm just telling you facts, right? (laughs) And your body needs nutrition. It feels better with nutrition. So what are you committed to? Even if you have to announce your commitment to yourself while kicking and screaming internally. So it doesn't have to be a big thing. It doesn't have to be a daily thing. It can be just noticing like, hey, I've got five hours of sleep every night for the past few nights. And that's not going to help your energy levels. You know that. So you make some changes. Please don't judge yourself for the basics that have lapsed in the past 18 months. It's not helpful to beat yourself up for not getting sleep or for stress eating muffins until you developed a muffin top. You did what you had to do in order to survive and now you're free to make new and different choices. There's a total aside that didn't fit anywhere but feels like it needs to be said, which is that sometimes you're committed to the exact wrong thing. So what are you committed to? It can be a totally positive. That's, that's how I'm framing it now. What are you committed to in an amazing, life-giving, energy-giving way? And on the other side, from personal experience, there's a big negative of being committed to and I just want to point this out it feels important to say even if it doesn't fit exactly perfectly here which is when I thought I was getting too big for my life do you feel heavy air quotes around too big okay when I thought I was getting too big for my life when I was so clearly outgrowing my marriage and some parts of my work like I once had jobs in which I worked for others for okay but not great pay while owning a business at the beginning I thought it would be better to get smaller. Just try and keep this shit under wraps, kelp. And please notice that I thought it would be better to get smaller. And thinking about a thing and knowing a thing are actual, literal worlds apart. My mind owned my ass for the first three decades of life. So don't swear too much or say too much. And for God's sake, don't tell your husband's abusive father he's an asshole. Um, I failed on all counts at getting smaller. I was just me-sized, but now angsty about being too much. Again, heavy air quotes around too much. At some point, I realized that my shrinking only made my husband shrink farther so as not to be bigger than me, thus making me angry, tired, frustrated, and downright mean to him. Internally screaming, get bigger, motherfucker, at him did not work. Divorce did. This is not about divorce as much as refusing to alter your DNA for anyone or anything. Instead, growing bigger and accessing more energy to deal with the repercussions of being who you are, instead of wasting any energy at all on repression and refusing to feel what you feel or be who you are. So if you are committed to getting smaller, tamping it down, holding it down, not being too big, not being too much... I'm just going to suggest that that is the exact wrong thing to be committed to. Because some people will say shit about you. Some people will roll their eyes. I get that all the time. Others will give you many dollars for being exactly who you are. So if you're committed to getting or to being smaller, please, 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 please knock that shit off. And the reason I say that is because I had so little energy and I was so depressed that I was like, surely the way to preserve my energy is to cont- just just hold it down, hold it together, keep it together. And that will mean that I have more energy. And the opposite was true. 
what I needed was to stop trying to stuff myself into tinier and tinier and tinier and tinier boxes and roles that I needed to get so big that energetically I would just keep getting bigger. And what would, what would have bothered me 10 years ago, I now like literally, I just stare at the face and laugh. And it would have been genuinely frightening 10 years ago because we get bigger. And that's ultimately what the habits are about. So energetic habit of magnificence number three, learn to deeply nurture yourself. Yeah, I know that talking about nurturing is even worse than handling the basics. Your asshole brain might be defensive, piping up about how you're too busy already. How can you possibly find time for nurturing, right? Like you're like an angry guy from Jersey, the asshole brain. You might be like, yeah, I take a shower. I eat food every day. Isn't that nurturing enough? (laughs) You might be like, all I do is nurture people all day, every goddamn day. When is somebody going to nurture me, right? I know you are busy. You are doing the best you can. You are taking care of yourself and you have got responsibilities. I know this. I don't doubt this about you. And this crisis isn't going anywhere. The, there's not a pandemic end date. Like a get out of school. And like on July 31st, we're all just, woo, it's gone. It's over forever. We've got to find new ways to support ourselves and our resiliency as we move through the coming months and years. Pretending that you are not tired, that you aren't exhausted, that you aren't wiped out, that you aren't overwhelmed. Pretending that you're not freaking out will not make the exhaustion disappear. It's just lying to yourself. And lying to yourself steals your energy too. So a few questions to help you find what your body or being, I use those terms interchangeably, needs. Is there anything, and the emphasis on anything, Is there anything your being or body has been asking for repeatedly? And can you give yourself the gift of that thing? As stated, because I am very smart, uh, my body asked for yoga. I can distinctly remember feeling in my body in 2010 and 2011 that that needed to happen. And I started practicing like daily in 2020. So nine years. And I can remember going to a meditation class in 2013 that's not true. That's not true. 2002. <laughs> a class in 2002 about meditation and then doing nothing with it and sort of flirting with it around the edges. So if there's something that's been around for a decade or two, number one, I'm not judging. <laughs> I'm so not judging. And number two, can you give yourself the gift of that thing? Is there any person, activity, event or practice that you keep being drawn to and can you let yourself explore that thing instead of being like I don't understand so I can't move toward that um you don't have to understand in order to move toward a thing to find out more about it to just play to just play there um is there or sorry do you keep finding links or books or videos or articles or other pieces of media about a topic that makes you feel inexplicable joy or curiosity? And can you let yourself move toward that thing? Because when you try and explain or think through why does this give me inexplicable joy, it often makes no goddamn sense. Can you just let yourself move toward it anyway? Because this is the big energetic secret. We are nurtured by what we're nurtured by. It's not the same for everyone. 
please move toward any and everything that nurtures your body, brain, or being without judgment. And what I mean by without judgment is that it's going to look different for everyone. Bear can listen to music for 12 to 15 hours a day. I shine in silence. Sometimes when he's like, you be the DJ, I'm like, I DJ silence. And then we have half an hour of silence. (laughs) Because I can't, I cannot listen to music for 15 hours a day. I paint to fill myself up with color and form and movement. Bear has never painted a thing. Bear can work his body for hours a day and like truly enjoy it. Like he hiked the Appalachian Trail just for fun. I can hike for about two miles before I hate everything and everyone in existence. Let yourself embrace whatever it is that nurtures you most deeply. Now, asshole brain is going to pipe up that you shouldn't give a fuck about thing you care about because arbitrary thing is more important. It will say that thing you care about is stupid or that thing you'd like to try is impossible. That's just standard asshole brain. When you kill your curiosity, you kill off your life force. Let yourself try out painting and fly fishing and turning your phone off and camping and clubbing and whatever the fuck it is that contains energy for you. Move toward that which is alive and you will get more alive, i.e. have more energy yourself. So part of energy is like you have to take care of the basics and you, you have to find things that nurture you. And part of it is just not cutting yourself off from the shit that really makes you feel alive. Please stop pretending that there are things that you are not interested in or that you, you be curious, move toward those things. If they're alive, go toward them. If you would like my help doing things like tracking your basics, staying committed to your aliveness and nurturing habits so that you actually have enough energy to enjoy your business, I want you to head to kristenkelp.com tap and take a look at KK on tap business coaching. Here's the, the long and short of it is that my people like to do things all by themselves. They are super people and it's really, really hard to give up control. And so it's just an, I can do it all by myself thing. I can help you and I can do it all by myself syndrome so that you can stop stressing about admin details and actually enjoy having a soulful, profitable business. And those details are at kristenkelp.com slash tap. So the energy is your friend recap. Are you ready? One, be honest about your energy levels with those closest to you. More importantly, be honest about your energy levels with yourself. When you lie to yourself, you tie up a bunch of energy and it's just not necessary. To cover the basics without shame or judgment. Everything I say here ever is without shame or judgment. You're just a human. We're human. We keep learning these things. So these questions, are you hydrating? Are you sleeping enough? Are you having nutrition? Are you moving your body in some way on the regular? Are you getting time offline and without screens? Those are the basics. And what would be a way to implement those basics that's fun for you? And then three, embrace whatever it is that nurtures you most deeply. Emphasis on you. So you need to go on a knitting retreat and get your yarn on for a week. Okay. Judging what you want is a fantastic way to make yourself miserable. So let's skip it. So there it is. We've 
We've covered your relationships with time, with money, and with energy. There's something else here. Oh, it's just to say that the energy that you spend trying to make yourself small or trying to stop being too much is energy that could just be in your tank right now, not being spent on those things. So just permission to get bigger, granted. Permission to chase what's alive, granted. Permission to take that class or go to that place or follow that person or paint that thing or attend that event for no good reason that makes absolutely no sense, granted. Permission to talk with those closest to you about how you actually are, granted. Permission to admit that you are one of the 42% of humans experiencing symptoms of anxiety and depression, granted. Please talk about those with your doctor, your therapist, your partner, your people, all the above, Permission to come back to the basics, granted. And permission to just embrace whatever it is that brings you disproportionate joy in this, the dumpster fire time of all dumpster fire times, granted. So may you just enjoy having enough energy. May you have so much energy that you're like, oh my God, I have too much energy. This is a problem. That, that is the goal here. Thank you so, so much for listening. And again, if you want to end, I can do it all by myself syndrome. (laughs) I can help. I know all about that shit. I want you to uh, shoot me an email at k at kristenkelp.com or uh, head to kristenkelp.com slash tap and check it out. Thank you so, so much for listening. Please, if you've got any commentary, any questions, whatever, k at kristenkelp.com. I would fucking love to hear from you and I will talk to you so, so soon. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.